Okay, gang, I got some good news and I got some bad news. The bad news is Cam was sick for the better part of this week, so we didn't want to squeeze out a Hamburg lore um, because you know what happens when you force shit, you poop your pants. So we didn't want to poop our pants. Um, instead, I'm going to deliver you some pre-pooped pants from another podcast on the network. And this one is not hosted by either Cam or myself. If you've listened to any of our episodes of anything, you know Pillnock and Audrey Anderson. They started a wonderful new podcast called the MCU Thoughtcast, where the two of them watch through the MCU for mostly the first time and give you the uncut hot takes that somebody that just kind of absorbed stuff through cultural osmosis has to say about these things after finally actually seeing them. Really, it's just an excuse to get two really good friends that are great on the mic together for a nice, entertaining show. Since we don't have an episode of Hamburglore to give you today, I'm going to just give you the first episode of the MCU Thoughtcast, which is Iron Man, the Ironed Man, released in 2008. And without further ado, now begins your Marvel bimbofication. Kisses. MCU Thoughtcast, where we endeavor to watch all the entries in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm your host, Pilnock Pilnockerson. And I'm your host, Audrey Anderson. Today, we are talking about the OG Iron Man, the movie that came out in 2008. So I'm going to go ahead and read the Disney Plus description just perfect. as a quick synopsis. So, okay, Disney Plus says, Tony Stark, a billionaire industrialist, industrialist Jesus, and genius inventor is kidnapped and forced to build a devastating weapon. Instead, using his intelligence and ingenuity, Tony okay. builds a high-tech suit of armor and escapes captivity. When he uncovers a nefarious plot with global implications, he dons his powerful armor and vows to protect the world as Iron Man. Contains tobacco depictions. Oh, that's important. I actually really appreciate it. At the very beginning, it said... Uh Intense sequences of sci-fi action. Oh, did it say that for you? (laughs) Yes. It did not say that for me. I wish it had told me. It was like the PG-13 notifications. It was like warning me about all this stuff. And it was like, specifically, it is sci-fi action, if that's a trigger (laughs) for you. And I was like, thank you. Real action, no problem. Sci-fi trigger, scary. Yeah, I... I didn't, it didn't warn me that there was going to be tobacco. I I think maybe because I watched it on Cam's Xbox. I don't know if it has like different versions of Disney Plus. Oh, it's like you're a gamer. You get it. You know what graphic depictions of violence are if you're on an Xbox, I guess. But we don't want you on that jewel. No, no. Uh, And uh, to be fair, I think it was a cigar. I do distinctly, because he was smoking it indoors. I literally have a note. No good guy has ever smoked a cigar on camera. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so starting to get into it, I mean, uh, Pillar, without spoilers, what what's your high-level review of this movie? So I saw this when it came out. Um, I had just graduated high school because I'm old, and I saw it at a drive-in theater, so I don't really remember much of it because I was otherwise occupied. But I do think I saw it again in an actual theater because I remember the after credit scene which I won't talk about, spoilers, yeah. but I remember being super excited about it. And it was like right when after credit scene started to be a thing, but I don't really remember it at all. I think I loved it the first time I, first or second time I saw it. So I don't know. But this time around, I'm going to give it uh, three pairs of incredibly douchey sunglasses. <laughs> 
I that that's totally fair. They were distracting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, two thousand eight. Yeah. Where, where did you? That? What did you know about it before you watched it? Because you, I don't think you've seen this one before. No, this is this is the first time that I got to see this movie. Uh, just because. I mean, the whole premise of the podcast, I'm not, I'm not a Marvel person. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mostly just FOMO. <laughs> and <laughs> I, people, from what I could tell, people seem to generally like Iron Man, like both this mm-hmm. movie and then just like the character. And I, I now having watched it, I can see why. But so my, my understanding of it before going into it was that it's Tony Stark. I knew that. I know who Robert Downey Jr. is and has been for the past, like, 14 years. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know, I think Robert Downey Jr. said in, like, an interview that, like, he was trying to be, like, Elon Musk-y. And, oh, like, no. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, though. for Raytheon instead of, like, Tesla. Uh, okay. And I do, I remember seeing on Tumblr the gif where he gets a missile thrown at him and it says Stark Industries oh, on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, based on that, I was like, oh, it's it's... He's a Ron Contring or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I didn't I didn't know if there was like a central villain. I have no idea okay. who that would be. Uh, I didn't know if it was the terrorist because I did read a description and it's like the enemy is terrorism. Okay. Um, well. But I was like, is the villain the military industrial complex? And as it turns out, like, that's pretty true. <laughs> I actually wrote that the villain is capitalism. I mean, both. Yeah. Same concept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're good at this. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, after watching it, that was fine. Like, yeah. I, uh, action movies, like, they can scratch, like, a particular itch for me. The problem that I generally have with action movies, and spoilers from here on out, uh, mm. just the way that we're going to do this podcast, we're going to have to talk about specifics. But, yeah. Uh, I don't like war movies. Also, this movies. movie's from 2008. This movie's so, like, from 2008. I'm the only person that hadn't on. seen it until yesterday. On the planet, yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially given just, like, the size of, you know, this universe and how people interact with it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't like war movies. So when it first started, and it was like, we're, we're driving Humvees, and it's the desert, yeah. and we're getting shot at. I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. So that, like, clouded my judgment from the very beginning. But, I mean, I, I learned to like it. Like, Tony Stark got less abrasive over time. So I would... Yes. I would maybe give it, like, a four out of five. Like, I think it's a good movie, but I don't know that, uh, if not for making content, I would go back and watch it again. Right. I think yeah. I got it. <laughs> it was, it was like, dragging my feet to rewatch this movie because I was like, I know what happens. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> But it was a fine movie. It had its it had some fun moments, and I will definitely like to talk to you about that a little bit more after our brief commercial break. Today is brought to you by pissing on Ronald Reagan's grave. It's free, it's fun to do, and it's good for the global karmic balance. Pissing on Ronald Reagan's grave. All right, so just going from like the top of my notes here, and we can kind of discuss things like as we go, like, things that stood out to us, really. Yes. Okay. Starting off the movie, I did forget that all Marvel movies are PG-13, which, <laughs> okay. I I do appreciate it a little bit in that, like, uh, I don't, the, all of, there's so many gunshots in this movie, and there's so many people, like, getting blown up and getting injured. And I do terrible like- Terrible shots. Yeah. And I do like that I don't have to see people bleeding to death. Like, I will say yeah. that. Because, like, 
I I watch mostly horror movies and I do on occasion see people's insides, but it's it's in a different context and I don't I specifically will avoid war movies. Yeah. I think I got really traumatized by seeing Private like Saving Private Ryan too early. Yeah, I saw a different version of that movie that also traumatized me. Okay. <laughs> 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 and then also the movies the movie's 2 hours long, dude. Mm. Like, that's too long for movies. Yes. I was genuinely disappointed. I, like, got partway through it, like, a quarter of the way through it, and then I checked the timestamp to see how much more, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, and not to be an asshole, but the times that I realized that it was two hours long and the times that I, real- I like, checked the timestamp to see, oh, how yeah. much longer is this, were the times where it was just Tony and Pepper Potts. I was like... they had. No chemistry. I actually no. wrote Pepper Potts and Anthony or whatever Colson's first name is. Yeah. Pepper and Colson had so much more chemistry and I was so pissed yeah. that they had no screen time together, which I get like narratively they can't until the very end. Mm-hmm. But they were so much funnier together. I really appreciated them. The, um, the but- agent Colson stuff is also very he's the shield guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Because, like, it's a running gag throughout the, the movie that, like, initially he will, like, introduce himself and he'll say the full name of, like, the thing. And if you're not a three-letter agency, there's too many letters, probably. Yes. I was like, I don't know. Like, one, this guy is, like, a military guy or, like, intelligence guy. So he doesn't have the authority to just be like, no, we're going to talk about stuff, like, right now. Well, he probably could. He's just so polite. He... He's so like doe faced and just like, and then he's like, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna blow up this door." Excuse me, ma'am, you might want to take a step back. And yeah, you're, like, you're cool as hell. It's dude. like, where have you been the entire movie? Yes, you're the competence we've been waiting for. Okay, hold on, I gotta rewind way back to the beginning and talk about really bad Photoshop. <laughs> I know this is 2008 and we didn't quite have it yet, but we did. And there's no reason for the pictures of baby Tony Stark to look that goddamn creepy. I don't know that I noticed that. I did. Was it like when the, they were showing like all the newsreels at the beginning of yes. like Wired and Newsweek and why Tony Stark is this like big genius? Yes. Okay. They like do a little montage of him growing up and like how he didn't take the company reins till he's 21. And by the way, if that's what you look like at 21... <laughs> Where's sunscreen? This motherfucker looked forty three. <laughs> how how old was Robert Downey Jr. looks younger right now than he yeah. did recording this movie? I wonder how old Robert Downey Jr. was when he recorded or like when he shot this movie. Um, so he's fifty six now. So he was like he was in his low forties at the time. So he was he like forty three. Forty two three. Okay, I can't do two thousand eight minus nineteen sixty. Oh, I typed into Google. I can't do math. Oh, sure. you can do math. Uh, not off the top of my head. Yeah, so he was 43. Wow, I fucking nailed it, though. I guess 43, and he is... He is 43! Holy shit! Oh, I'm a prophet. Okay, anyway. I literally wrote, 21-year-old Tony Stark looks 43. Does RDJ look younger now? Three question marks. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, CGI now and the budget... They have even more money for their budgets now. Like, they can just CGI, like, a couple of the crow's feet off of his face if they need to. Yeah, you say that, and then we get the baby Renesme, which is also a horrifying Photoshop monstrosity. If we had Marvel Cinematic Universe budgets for the Twilight Universe movies, I think <laughs> we would be talking about a different thing right now. That's fair, yeah. And it's like, I, that one came out in, I don't know what year, probably like 2011 or something. Yeah. But yeah, I don't Very know. That, I didn't notice that. that. That's really funny. 
Just like a quick note about like the score in this. They start in back in black because I'm like, oh, they have to get like a classic rock thing started so they can play Iron Man at the end. I was right. Yep. And like some of the the like musical notes that just repeat throughout the movie, like I did kind of like, and they would stop oh, I'm whenever. I'm sorry you were gonna say you hated it. I was like, I, I thought it was. Vibe. I thought it was nice. Like it's an action movie. Like you gotta. I have to su- suspend my disbelief for like some of the corniness here because yes. there there are some moments where I'm like. Okay. How much does that fucking suit weigh? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's like titanium gold alloy. I think that's. I don't but know. But the first one he built, how much does that fucking suit weigh? How thick does it have to be to be bulletproof? And then how much does a suit that thick caught or weigh? The one he built in the desert, I yes. mean. Yes. And how. Whatever. A suit that thick has no room in between your body and the suit for like extra padding like i didn't see any kind of padding in it and not to like he had like a few pieces like i remember he put on something on his legs he put something around his neck but it wasn't a full coverage suit either so like the it was only like the front half of his arms and then the underside was raw when he leaves the cave he like gets blasted into the air and he falls mm-hmm. from a really great height. Granted, he falls onto sand, but like sand hurts, sand still, dude. If you fall into water from a high enough height, it's like falling onto concrete. You can break your legs. Yeah. Yes. He fell so hard that his legs were buried in the sand when he came to. His yeah, legs should you be lost, broken. You lost your legs at that point. But like when they when they finally come and rescue him, and I forget the name of the military. Oh, you mean guy. when unmarked helicopters fly over and he and just he like waves. waves them down? Yeah, dude. Like you couldn't see shit on those helicopters, and he was like, "Nah, nah, this is safe." No, bro. And also, like I find it so scary the thought of like being in. Um, a desert and not knowing when you're going to get rescued because I've read like I think I listened to a podcast where they were talking about some guy that first of all ran a marathon in the Sahara Desert that's a thing bro two there was a sandstorm and he's like I'm going to keep going Uh, and he got lost in the Sahara Desert for like weeks you get lost in the desert like you're dead unless you like get really lucky basically so oh my god no he's thank just you. like no i'll be fine i'll wave at unmarked black helicopters which turned out to be okay because it's his lucky. buddy yeah it was roadie what's his name roadie roadie okay well it's Rhodes. Rhodes. R-H-O-D-E-S, but they call him Rhodey. I like him. I know he gets recast later i was gonna say i got bad news i am so mad about this recast because I've already forgotten the name of Don Cheadle places him. Yes, I think you're right. Let's Google it. Of all the things that we can get letters about, this isn't one of them. Yeah, it is Don Cheadle. Okay. Okay, so he gets recast. Yes. Downside is uh, Lucius Fox, the character, the actor's name, who I've already forgotten. Terrence Howard. Thank you. Terrence Howard is much better at playing the cocky, arrogant, jock type role because if you're friends with Tony Stark, you have to have at least half as much arrogance as he has just to get by a fucking conversation with him so then when they switch over to don Cheadle, who is a phenomenal actor love Mm -hmm. everything he's ever been in uh but he's a little bit more by the book a little more logical a little more strict it it just messes with the chemistry and i don't i haven't seen Mm -hmm. those movies as much i'm sure it's fine i think it's important for tony stark to meet someone as fucking annoying and arrogant as he is and i don't think terrence howard is but he's at least in the same atmosphere he can keep up and i think 
a lot of the character interactions that bothered me were the ones where, like, they weren't keeping up with him. Like, the movie yeah. is trying to show, like, how, like, smart and quippy and whatever he is. Terrence Howard could keep up. Pepper Potts, to a certain extent, could keep up. The journalist that keeps popping up that, like, slept with him couldn't keep up. And she really annoyed me for that reason. Like, yeah. she, like, comes up to him at a, like, award ceremony and she's like, this and this. Aren't you, don't you feel bad that you're, like, selling, like, military machines? And he, like, runs laps around her. But she's right. Yeah. And then she's, like, telling him and about how... And how does he not know? Uh, how does he not know? How would it's he not know? It's very difficult to excuse his ignorance in this. He di- they did an Iran Contra, and like somehow he is like the head of the company doesn't know. Okay, but absurd. Yeah, she's like calling him a hypocrite, and like some people say that you're a mass murderer. Mm. And then she sleeps with him, mm-hmm. and it's like I understand that he's supposed to be playboy, like smooth, whatever. He's not smooth. He's abrasive. He's not smooth. Whatever. This whole thing is just negging, basically. It is. Um, so about. About some timeline questions I have with this woman. She's woken up automatically by Jarvis at 7 a.m. Tony Stark is already downstairs in his lab, having worked on something for hours. What fucking time does Tony Stark wake up? I don't know if he sleeps. Okay, and how does he wake up so fucking early and then he's still three hours late to the airport that day? That is, yeah, that is a good point. They must have had like a fucking like 6 a.m. like... Because when when Pepper Potts comes downstairs, she's like, you were supposed to be on the airstrip an hour ago. And he's just like, I'm tinkering. (laughs) (laughs) And when he finally gets there, Rhodey's like, three hours. I've been waiting for you for three hours. I'm like, how did this happen? I don't know. Like, Pepper tells him, like, you were supposed to be at the airport an hour ago. And then he still waits two hours to build something else that's not an Iron Man. And we're supposed to believe that Pepper Potts watching him be a man horror and mistreat women in general, but also especially her eventually yeah. falls in love with him. Like I read these books. I've read this exact setup several times and like uh, But she's the only one that knows the true him. No, that's not oh, true. He's he the needs same person her. Yeah. Like he makes her feel guilty and weird because later it's on manipulative. It's yeah. I, you're I, the only person I have. Hey, who showed up to your house the second time to make sure that you were alive? Oh, it was Rhodes, your other best friend. Yeah, because she was like on the way, but she's just tap, tap, tapping in her little heels and she can't go that, that fast. That was so funny. That yeah. was very funny. I like that. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Also, uh, those slight. Flight attendants were also exotic dancers. Good for them. Love them getting that fucking bag, honey. That was so strange to me because, like... He had a pole in his plane. He had a pole in his plane. Like, I I, re- I realized, I was like, oh, they got hired for that specifically. But at the beginning, right. like, they're initially very, very, like, professional, like, very, like, quaffed looking. Yeah. And then, like... I hope they're salaried and they only have to fly with him, like, once a month. That, honestly, would be a pretty That's good That's the job. best case for me. That's what I'm hoping yeah. for. I love them. The, the premise there is he, he's, like, flying into unspecified Arabic country. And I think... I don't know. I think they might Isn't make it Afghanistan up some both times? What? I think it's Afghanistan both times. Is it times. Afghanistan? Okay. Because he goes back to where he was held. Because they're yes. like, we found a weapons depot exploded right near where you were being held captive. And th- when it starts out, it was some province in Afghanistan. Lunar province? I don't know. I know there's like a specific city that gets mentioned later. And I didn't look up to say. Yes. Because when you when you make movies like this, where like part of the premise is that 
there's ongoing war and you have to be a part of it. When it's a fantasy like universe, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they easily could have made up country names, city names, and it would have been fine. I feel like it is weird to base plot around places where war is actually really happening. Yes. I feel like it's a weird like savory thing yes. to be like, but what if we sent in this magical man named Tony Stark and he, and he really got down to business. Problems. Yeah, and he like saved a uh, a kid's <clears throat> dad so that they could. Yes, hug. I don't know. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be every single one of these fucking movies. It's gonna be some white dude saving something that or someone that could probably save themselves. Or if they couldn't, then like, why isn't him? It's just yeah. it's it, it's Daenerys Targaryen for fifteen fucking movies. Um, the movie or the the city they mentioned is Gumira or Gumira. I yes. didn't write down. It's in Zimbabwe. Oh, interesting. I, I was also was like, wait, what? I think there's some geographical distance between those two places. Unless there's another one, which totally possible. I just Googled Gumira as soon as that guy, as soon as um, Yinsen said it. Yes. Okay. I do want to talk about Yinsen. So when Tony goes to Afghanistan, he is showing off his really cool new weapon, the Jericho missile that does a big boom and mm -hmm. his cute little fireworks display. There's the shot of him like with his hands out being like, look at this. And then there's big explosions behind him because isn't it cool how we destroy people in places? Yeah. So while he's there, he's riding in a Humvee. They get attacked. He gets kidnapped by terrorists. Um, and taken to a cave. This guy Yinsen is there, and he is a guy whose backstory is not really explained. His family, like we learn later, is dead, but like they kept him alive and kept the terrorists kept him around. And he knows enough about medicine to so the missiles that Stark Industries built that also got used to blow him up and kidnap him. They leave shrapnel in your body, which is so awful and scary. Yep. yep. Like, so he has shrapnel in his body now. So what Jensen does is he puts the electromagnet in his chest that keeps the shrapnel from going into his heart, which yes. I think, you know, I've only seen the Iron Man design. And I know that this is true to like his origin story, except like the original one was like taking place in the Cold War or whatever. I do think it's I, I think that's a cool premise that like sure. this is like part of him now like he doesn't really get to like he doesn't really have an option to like go and do something else like he has to address that now he has this thing in his chest which is also like gross later yeah. there's a lot of questions comments concerns i have here um yinsen might be an incredible doctor but is he also an incredible engineer he does use a car battery bro which is like it's so icky and grimy and like grimy medical stuff is just like Ugh, I hate it's it horrifying. so much. It's terrifying. So I'm allergic to all kinds of metal. Mm. Like I'm allergic to silver. Um, ladies, if you'd like to propose to me, let me know in advance. I'll get you a list of White, metals gold I can wear. Only. Yes. Um, I can't even wear like the surgical steel stuff. Okay. Anyway, so that's what I'm saying. So in the, I'm sure this is not everyone's case. So I'm sure Tony's different, but he does have just like effectively, um, you know, those metal cups for pool balls at the end of pool tables yes usually you can take those metal cups out so yeah. they did that and then they put it in tony stark's chest cavity and it can't which be means they cut through his breastbone yeah oh yeah they would have given the the placement uh, yeah dude uh i've seen how do you cut through the breastbone and not hit something 
very important. There, there's a VHS 94 segment that is basically no. this. But, like, no. obviously, like, a hundred times worse. No, it, it's so icky and scary. So, like, initially, I'm like, oh, sorry. oh I'm sorry. They, did a- all this, they did all this in a workshop that is lit by candle. Yes. That's all. And... Yeah, everything's dark and dirty and yucky. And I thought people Did were going to get tortured. Did they have, like, a bone saw, even? Did they have any kind of, like, they what just, is... Well, I just... Hammer okay. and pick. It's fine. Uh, that's gross. This is, Maybe this is one of those one things out. that we have to... Yeah, this is one of those things we have to just be like, fantasy, magic happened. This is the... <laughs> this I would the, suspend my sci-fi? disbelief to not have to see that. Yeah. But, okay... Intense sequence of sci-fi action right there. Yes. Uh, So initially, right off the bat, I'm like, oh, obviously Yinsen's evil. (laughs) Right? Oh, no way. I I always thought he was a sweetie. I I don't know. I I just, I did not trust him. Like, because there's, there's this, like. I also trusted uh, the dude the entire movie. Which And I've seen the movie. Baldi? Yeah. Obadiah, which is, like, a terrible name for a villain. His last name is just Stain, which is a great name for a villain. What's up, my hero? (laughs) Obadiah, like Tony literally calls him Obi. Obi! My friend's dog's name is Obi. That's okay. so cute. I don't know. But yeah, Yin said, like, to me, that he gave me Nazi doctor vibes. That's fair. Well, we did get there eventually. He got very stern. Like, even before he was outed, he was very, like, he started getting really cold and weird. Yeah. And then I was like, I was like, oh, right. But, like, off the beginning, I was like, oh, he's so nice. He raised him. I thought maybe he was trying to earn Tony's trust and then, like, betray him later to get out or something like that. Yeah. So I I was pleasantly surprised because, I don't know, I guess I'm distrustful of, like, white guys with Eastern European accents. I don't know. So he said, there's only two quotes from this entire movie that I wrote down because... I don't have the attention span for it. So the first one is, it's a weapon you only have to fire once. That's how dad did it. Which is interesting because um, he later says for every 500 million, I'll throw in one of those little bar expandy carts. But why would I need 500 million if I only need one? Mm. 500 million dollars? It it would have to be million dollars yeah because like but then how much does one cost like that still doesn't answer i don't know how many the way that the u.s military contractors like charge for things they charge like at the wazoo for like the simplest stuff like they will charge you like 50 dollars for a little metal like washer that like you need in order to like have their stuff operate like correctly so i would guess that like they're all like at least 50 million dollars so he's probably selling like 10 Okay. So the second is that I don't believe that as a child, Tony Stark was told no fucking once. No. Because that's how he became this current man. Or in his 20s, he wasn't told no. Like, maybe we don't need to worry about how dad did it because you're not a shining example of success. How did dad do parenting, huh? Yeah. Not well, huh? Yeah. And also, we know nothing about his mother. No, like they're just like dad died. Dad and now died. Yours. And like when he's in the cave with Jensen, he's like, I don't have any family. And it's like, well, he doesn't. Do we? Okay, is mom also dead then? Because well, yeah, like, oh shit, that's right. They both died in a plane, a plane crash. I'm oh, wrong. okay. But we have no backstory on mom. We don't know anything. Like, what did she do? Was she a good person? Was she also a warmonger? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, sorry, I lied. I wrote another quote, which is, so I have three. And it's right <laughs> after this one. And he said, how did they get my guns? To which I wrote, sweetie, you cannot be this stupid. No. Well, like, the... How did he not know? The quotes oh, that also, I... Yeah. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, like, the quotes that I wrote down were just, like, Tony Stark quips that were, like, meant to be, like, cute, funny, one-offs, but were, like, really dark, like... Uh, I'd be out of a job with peace. It's just yeah. stuff like that. Where- so, he's like so close to getting it. We were like, 
Expand on that, Tony. You're when so he's, close. When he's selling the missile, he's like, find an excuse to shoot these babies and you won't have to shoot them again. I'm like, find an excuse. Yikes. Yeah. Find an excuse. Yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, He does undergo some light torture, but I don't know if the United States government would call that torture. <laughs> we might just call that advanced interrogation. It's not even waterboarding. It's just dunking his head in water. Like, yes. Get it together. It's fine. Like, grow up. Yeah, I don't like torture stuff. And then, like, they, when head honcho terrorist guy is, like, mm. coming through and he doesn't trust that Yinsen's telling the truth, he, like, puts like hot iron in the fire and then tells him to open his mouth and i'm like Bleh. don't do mm. that don't do that don't I show me that freaking out during that scene i couldn't no. remember how it ended um it is interesting to me that the organization calls themselves 10 rings yes okay i think that we should address this because they're clearly not a terrorist organization they're just ariana grande stands <laughs> i was gonna ask about that i'm sure it's gonna come up later because Obviously, now that it's 2022, we have Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Oh. I have to assume, I didn't look anything up because I'm sure it comes into play later, but like one key thing that stood out to me is like, so most of, I have captions on, of course, mm. in, when I'm watching this and part, like part of it is like, in parentheses, speaking in Urdu, which is like a common like language they would We're gonna speak We're going to get to my reason. issue with that later. Continue. And then when the suit is finally built and they're like, and Tony is like, Yinsen, you have to buy me some time. And there's a, like a, one of the terrorists is like knocking at the door and yelling. Yinsen's like, he's speaking Hungarian. I don't know Hungarian. So it's like these terrorists are like, they have to be, you know, like multinational. Like there's mm-hmm, people from mm-hmm. different places. Somehow they're able to communicate with each it other. It comes up a lot. Like he yeah. like mentions, he's like, they speak Farsi. They speak all these other languages. So yeah. yes, Which that's a also, good point. Yinsen speaks a billion languages. So you still don't trust him. I still trust him. I, I, okay. I like him. Also, he's dead. What is he going to do? Just kidding. I did find out he has another, I can't do this to you. Never mind. I just, I looked up his Wikipedia and I did see so that he's know. also an Iron Man 3. Yeah. I don't remember why. Okay. <laughs> I think I've seen Iron Man 3. I don't remember anything about it. So that'll be a special surprise for us t- like three movies later because we have to watch Incredible Hulk next, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so Yinsen is incredible he Mm self-sacrifices he's like i'm gonna buy you some more time and you still don't trust him because he's a man and i get that yeah so very briefly um he was gonna build this missile Mm -hmm. well i or maybe he wasn't the entire time but i think from the the get-go he was like i'm a very smart man i'll ask for the stuff that i need in order to build something to get me out of here i don't think he had the suit figured out i think he was just the heart yeah yeah okay but this doctor says something like, is this the last great act of defiance from the great Tony Stark? And beautiful line, mm-hmm. love the manipulation, love the emotional torture you're putting him through. <laughs> second question, um, what was the first act of defiance or the second? Yeah, he's never done an act of defiance in his entire life. He just like does whatever he's told and spends money. And it's like just m- money, drugs and women. I'm sorry, money, alcohol, and women because it's still a Marvel movie. Yeah, he doesn't, he can't Tony do Stark drugs. Tony Stark coke, guys. Tony There's Stark no is way. a cokehead, absolutely. No, yeah. it, but it's rated PG-13. Sure, yeah. Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, he does whatever he wants in the context of also, when he tinkers and makes inventions, he does enough to so that he can sell more weapons and make more money. But he's also like this brilliant genius inventor. Yeah. Who decided that his armor needed a boob window for his most fragile piece of equipment. <laughs> okay. 
And then he cuts a boob window in like half of his shirt. I liked that. I was like, I think that's kind of funny that he has to then cut little circles in all of his shirts. He doesn't have to. And he, he doesn't, doesn't. He doesn't do it with all of them. Sometimes he just, you just have like a little glow. To. Yeah. He's, he's like, oh, I don't want to put a necklace with this shirt. What kind of accessory can I have? <laughs> I know. After he gets out of the cave and he's back home, and speaking of the arc reactor in his chest, which I don't know. I'm sure there's not really any science behind that arc None reactor. of it makes any sense. It's not possible. I couldn't get into it, yeah. There's no way. It's fine. I'm suspension of disbelief. You can make up a little reactor so that you have little little power for your little scene. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I want to talk about the scene where he makes a new arc reactor and he asks Pepper Potts to reach into his chest cavity and pull out a wire so that he can put in the new one and he didn't give her advanced instruction on anything no like he gave her instruction after she did each thing he does this thing that like certain men and particularly my dad does where he's like no this is a simple instruction and then i go to do it and there's actually it's actually not simple and there's a bunch of other things that you should have told me because she she reaches in and he's like just pull out this wire but don't let it touch the sides because it's like a game of operation and it'll shock me and then he goes into cardiac operation bullshit no she should know what operation is but she reaches down and she's like talk through cardiac arrest I'm going to text Sammy. I'll get back to you. <laughs> Sammy, uh, what if I put an arc reactor in my chest? What do you think that would do? <laughs> It'd be cool. It would be kind of cool. But no, she she fists his chest cavity, which I just think is yucky. Because <laughs> she reaches down there and she's like, oh, there's pus. And I'm like, Gwyneth, don't say it like that. That was disgusting. Was and he was horrifying. like, it's just lube. I'm like, not better. Not better. And then, yeah, I do hey. like, <laughs> Sorry. I'm rewinding just to say, I know time and materials didn't allow for it, but he could have attempted to build some kind of protection for Yinsen. That's all. I think you're right. He got shot once in the chest. You couldn't build him just like a chest piece? Yeah. A chest piece and a helmet? I'm so mad. Yinsen deserved better. Iron Giant did it better, by the way. Iron Giant looking ass. He, he put all of his eggs in one basket. He's like, no, the suit will work, but I've never operated the suit. And we learn later, like, as he's building the Iron Man, like, once he gets out, once he gets out, he's like, oh, like, there's, my weapons are being used to, like, hurt other people. My weapons, weapons that, that I, I ship in flammable packaging. <laughs> yeah, because he just. My explosive ammunition that I ship in <sighs> flammable materials. Yeah, I. All of that makes me so mad when he blows up all of his like weapons as he's leaving. It's like you you showed off how dangerous some of these were at the very beginning of the movie. And then you're just going to light them off like presumably I hope that there's no like, you know, settlements nearby that are going to be affected by this, much less all of the damage that you're doing to the environment. Yeah, he doesn't care. God complex. I don't know. Like when he's building the Iron Man, there's so many scenes of him like trying it on and testing it out. Mm -hmm. But when he's in the cave... He does fine. Like, the, it's it's a prototype, so it does, like, kind of fail and it kind of explodes. And then... <laughs> a light explosion. light explosion. And then when Obadiah later on tries on his suit, he has not tried it on before. Is that real? It does. They don't show him trying it on before. Okay. So maybe. Because, like, it seemed like they were putting finishing touches on it. He had a team of scientists doing it he as well. He had a team, but the team also was like, I'm not Tony Stark. I don't have all of the answers for this. Like, they're basing it off of what Tony has built. Meanwhile, Tony's building a better version, just with a worse arc reactor. Yeah. Hey, Pepper, 
great foresight saving that heart because the entire time I'm thinking Pepper Potts saved the whole thing. Yeah, this genius man didn't think to have a backup fucking battery. I'm a dumbass and I've got four battery packs in this house. This is going to be such a nerdy point to make. Tony okay. Stark is a really good inventor. He's a really terrible engineer. So like, okay. he does not he does not build backups. He does not build safety features. When he's flying up into the sky, first of all, he's not thinking his about his test icing. run. His very his first test ever test run. He's he should like, die if I break a world record, dude. Irresponsible. This man wants to die. Same. Free Jarvis yes! because Jarvis is just like, hey, there's icing happening, and Tony's like, I can't hear you. I'm flying. And then he's he like, gets up there and he's like, oh, there's me. icing. Yeah. No, and he just like crashes. He just flies down to the ground and like <sighs> flies back up at the last second. It's very Spider-Man, like whatever. It's not safe. Okay. That's, anyway, jumping back yeah. to asking your employee to reach into your chest cavity, probably some kind of OSHA violation. Oh, absolutely. Every <laughs> everything that every way that he talks to Pepper Potts, I'm just like, you don't have HR. No. And Pepper, you don't have a spine. Walk away from this girl. The only time that she threatens to quit is when he's like, No, I want to be a good guy now. <laughs> I know. I was I was astonished. Everybody, like, ev- when he comes Wait, back. Wait, no. Yeah. She says, again, you can't chase this again, which means he did know about this before and tried to stop the double dealing. Hmm. That was very confusing to me. I didn't understand I because he's, he's like, surprised by it. So what can't he do again? What did he try to do before that almost got him killed? I don't know. I feel... What almost got him killed before was selling weapons, and now he's like, I'm not going to, and she said, yeah. don't do this again. So I don't... That was very confusing. I think she might just be referring to, like, putting himself in harm's way again, because, like, her whole thing mm. about, like, why she's okay, quitting that, is she's yeah. like, this is dangerous. You're going to kill yourself. And Whatever. he's like, but I'm trying to undo all of the bad stuff that I've been doing, and she should be seeing that as, like, positive personal yeah, he's growth. he's doing it the wrong way, but at least yes. he, like care and then not telling the military that he's just going to be flying through war airspace and then they try to shoot him down and then he nearly gets somebody else killed yeah I, and then he's like but ugh. i saved him i'm like you are also the reason he needed to be saved the really so. good part about that scene is when uh the colonel whose name i've already forgotten colonel Gross. Rhodes. he's like how am i supposed to explain this to the public and tony goes just tell them it was a training exercise <laughs> Yeah. And then he's like, I can't do that. And it cuts to him at a press conference. It was a training exercise. So there was a training (laughs) exercise. And they do it again later, too. It's so... That part is very good. Yeah. They have to walk this line, too, because, like, Marvel movies, like, obviously, they, they have portrayals of the military, and... They do get military input and money. I was going to say, this is still very clearly pro-military. Yes. So they have to walk a thin line of, like, poking fun and, like, pointing out how, like, evil it is to be a military contractor. But they have to dance around it in a way that's like, but actually, it's fine if you do it the right way. Yeah. The military contractor isn't the one Iran contouring in real life is the thing. It's It's our president. (laughs) (laughs) It's the president of our fucking country is doing that. So I don't, yeah, it's like Obadiah was the squeaky wheel. The fact that it's a weapons manufacturer is not the squeaky wheel. Yeah, it's so dumb. Um, okay, so the the foreign language thing. Okay, it, it drives me insane uh, to see a caption that is just quote speaking in foreign language. Fuck you. At least tell me what language it is. Maybe yeah. like if you're not going to just type it in the foreign language because. 
what if I can read that language? What like what if I don't it just doesn't feel like a true transcription of the movie if you're deaf or hard of hearing or uh, stupid me and you just want to see what's happening and it just says speaking in foreign language like fuck you i'm also inherently distrustful of media particularly like 2008 the climate yes. that we still had at the time did where you it was google like, translate the script and that's why you don't want me to see it did you google translate or did you make up gibberish because i there are like video games yes. and movies that just did that yes and, like, sometimes they did translate it as well. So sometimes it was translated yeah. to English in the subtitles, but sometimes, sometimes it just yeah. said. Sometimes they'll have local actors that they'll just say, like, say something in your in this fine. language. And that's also fine. But I think I it would be very funny. I hope they're saying shit like, fuck yeah. Tom Brady. Uh, exactly. <laughs> that would be really good. Just, like, some guy in Afghanistan just really has something against Tom Brady. <laughs> Everyone should. Okay, Two more short things. One, mm-hmm. they do make a transphobic joke, exhausting, 2008, et cetera, et cetera. If they continue doing this, I'm writing a sternly worded letter. Was that when Tony and Rhodes were walking around? Okay, I couldn't... They're talking I, about spring break. Yeah, I didn't listen enough to... I couldn't tell if it was just a gay joke or if it was, It was like, so close to being a savable joke. It yeah. was so close. Like, there was no reason for that to be a transphobic joke. I kind of was, like, taking notes at the time, and I kind of, like, overheard it. I was like, was that... And then I just didn't rewind... But it was lazy, but so many, the, so many of the fucking jokes in this movie are lazy. It, it, for two thousand, like not to give them credit, for two thousand eight, could have been a lot worse. I, I was shocked there was only one. I like yeah. was ready to tally, and I was like, yeah. "There's only one in this tally." I so, was ready for them to make like women be shopping jokes or some yes, shit like that. But there was, I don't think, a single homophobic joke, which is wild. No, like just like, like straight, like bad, gay, bad. None of those jokes. Yeah, and Tony objectifies women, but he doesn't. Like, it's also his character. Yeah, it's his character, and he's not like talking down to them quite so much. Right. Just, just it's to the clearly journalist. framed as bad. It's bad yeah. that he talks to women like this. Unfortunately, much like Mad Men, people watch this and are like, "I want to be just like Tony Stark." I no, want to be Don Draper. Yeah. What? No. You want to? You can be Tony Stark to a certain extent after he has his change of heart, but he does still have that smarmy. Like I not in this movie. I'm gonna <sighs> keep waiting for him to be acceptable to me because it wasn't here. Yeah, like, after he has his change of heart, it's like, okay, what he's doing with his time, what he's doing with his brain is different, but he's still mm. being a jerk about it. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's clearly, like, it's the it's the male power fantasy thing where it's yes. like... Oh, it, this movie people, is for the dudes. People love Tony Stark because people want to be Tony Stark. Yeah. People who wear Ed Hardy love this movie. <laughs> oh, there was so much Ed Hardy in these movie Aggressive. theaters in 2008. And, wow. like, the music... Ed Hardy, lo- Ed Hardy wears love this music. I mean, he literally, like, he got the inspiration for how he wanted to su- his suit to look because he looks over and he has a classic car with flames on it. And he's like, add some red. That he never drives, by the way. He has a garage full of really nice cars. And the two times or three times we see him driving a vehicle, it's the Audi. It's the Stark 4. Yeah. Whatever. The one with the license plate that says Stark 4. Stark for what? President? <laughs> I don't I just assume he's numbering his cars because at a oh, certain God, point yeah. you just have so much money. You're like, this is my sixth car and I will be driving it never because it's a weird classic car. Uh, which was dumb. Drive yeah. that fucking car. If I don't see him drive that car with the flames on it, I'm going to be so pissed. Okay, so him testing out his boots and yeeting himself into the wall, that was yeah. actually very funny to me. I, loved <laughs> I that. enjoyed that a lot. I love when they humble Tony and they'll cut the yes! music off. 
they'll cut the music off. Like it'll be like so triumphant and cool. And then he'll just fly into a wall and it's just like silent. And then his little robot shoots him with the fire extinguisher. I love that robot. I, I love, love the relationship him. he has with his robots. I thought that was funny then and now. Him I going, like, I'm. if you do that one more time, I'm going to donate you to a community college. That was so that's, funny. That's so good. And the various times it doesn't extinguish him until the very end where he falls through two fucking stories because he's dumb. He just like self eats into the basement and the yeah. robot's like Gee! love it great robot <laughs> it favorite really character good. favorite character in the entire series yeah and then so the whole time he's like working on this suit he's like tinkering with it himself and then when he decides to make it like gold he's just like jarvis print it out for me I'm like what well, it's just painting was it just painting? Mm-hmm. No, he was because he was going to turn it into like a gold like alloy or whatever. Because initially, that's that's when he finds out his suit I is thought too it already heavy. Was oh okay. Like the reason why he switched to gold titanium. Is I had a lot to, of questions about manufacturing throughout this process that I was yeah. just like, all right, like I in guess order to we're make just doing all of these different parts. <laughs> yeah, right? suspension of like he can't have a full factory down there, and he's trying to keep it somewhat secret. Right. So where is he getting like just the plates manufactured? There's, I have a lot of those questions I as well. I, I think I thought he was telling Jarvis to 3D print it. I'm like, we don't have that. We certainly didn't have that an alloy. We did not have that in 2008. We do not have that now. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the suit also fits super snug, and it's yes. like moving metal parts right next to skin, which made me very nervous. But also more relevant to now. Mm-hmm. What if there's a pandemic and he gains some weight? <laughs> Does he have to make a new suit? Because he gains like two pounds. He has a a fucking burrito. That suit isn't going to fit him. It's so snug to his body. That shit's going to chafe. Yeah. Well, he's got like a, he's got like a under armor on okay that that makes sense i guess it just when when you wear a helmet right it's not just your head and then like metal or protective cap it's there's like, like there's some stuff padding in yeah yeah but that helmet is like just it's on his the head. size of his head yeah and so like, even when you're in the suit like which side yeah. note they did a really i really like how they did the overlay with the ui of his suit i think that's yes. really pretty i think it's really cool I think it set a bit of a standard. I like that Jar- all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I like that Jarvis can talk to him. I do like Jarvis. I, there was a lot of really good stuff they did with the suit and interfacing. Yeah, he, he programmed his computer, his like personal assistant computer was to, cute. to have sarcasm. Yes, I, 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 I wish my Google Home had sarcasm. Me too. I'm because so she needs bitch. to t- stop telling me like if I ask her what temperature it is That's at three so in the afternoon, she should just tell me to open a window and find out. <laughs> Like, I can do better than I currently do. And I totally understand that. Bitch, but nobody, outside. my Google Home is not calling me out on my bullshit. No. No. Incredible. Um, so this is where I now have my note about boob windows. So not only does his armor have a boob window for his most vital piece, mm-hmm. like he doesn't even have like a glass cap over it. You can just reach in and grab that thing, which means one shot and he's dead. I don't know. I don't know how fragile the little arc reactor thing is. Like when he's out of his suit, like like later on, Obadiah just like paralyzes him with a really stupid piece of technology. Oh, that's so annoying. It's like, so cheap. I'm sh- I, I'm sure there's some like plausibility to it because there are like certain frequencies that like when you hear them can make you like shit your pants or whatever. Allegedly. Allegedly. Has the brown been proven? No. I was. I can't say from experience. <laughs> <laughs> good but yeah like eventually Obadiah just like paralyzes him and then he who has not ever worked with this thing puts like a little guy on it like a little like instrument and just yanks it out of his chest 
Yep. Um, yeah, I don't. And he's also allegedly like a very good engineer, technician, whatever the fuck. Is Do you he? think that, well, he ran Stark Industries. I don't fucking know. But why would he just like rip that out? Not even like look at what the cables are, look at what order they're in. Nothing. You can, you can run a major technology company and have no idea what any of the shit is. Like, oh, God. That, I don't know. Because like he ran it with like Tony Stark's dad. Yeah. And. And dad was I, the, the brains. Yeah, and if you're in corporate, I don't feel like you have to know necessarily how these things work. Like, is, they don't really explain it. Like, is Obadiah this, like, genius person also? Because then, like, why... Do, it would make more sense, I guess, because he tried to get Tony killed. And if he's killing off his, like, big smart guy... Like, he does have his own teams of engineers. He wasn't working on the new Iron Man, I he guess. He did, like, realize that there was enough there to move on from it, though. So, like, it's, yeah. it, it, like, he did, like, at least assess the plans or the suit and say, this is reproducible yeah. versus just looking at it and being like, I can't, like, if someone handed me an Iron Man suit, I'd be like, I can't do anything with this. I would right. need to hire someone to duplicate it, which I guess he technically did. Okay, we're at an hour and we're not even halfway through my notes. <laughs> really? Okay. Because we're kind of bouncing around a lot, too, and yeah. I think that's fine. We did also spend the first however many minutes bullshitting. Okay, so... Yeah. Pepper at the the event mm-hmm. just before we find out that Obi is baddie. Yeah. Oh, with the the little like uh, the fundraiser and firefighters. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. First, how dare they make me relate to this man by him saying, "Fuck, I'm so mad." I wrote on another quote, but give me scotch. I'm starving. That's really good. <laughs> Fuck you. That's great. Uh, okay. So Pepper Potts in that fucking dress, dude. All caps. Yeah. I just absolutely. Wrote that. But then, okay, so in the movie poster, she's also wearing a blue dress, and she does look good in that one, too, but it's a different blue dress. Interesting. Because mm-hmm, the one in the movie poster looks more like a corset. Okay. Um, she references her own dress several times, which is annoying to me. Both she's of like, them, Yeah, she's like, look at me wearing this backless dress. I can't believe I'm doing this. And it's she like, just like, keeps saying okay. it. I'm like, yeah. it's a fucking dress at a gala. Shut up. We can up. see it. <laughs> yeah. I've already commented about it. You look great. Yeah. You're Gwyneth fucking Paltrow in 2008. She <laughs> does look, you wear really look really good. Bad. When did, okay, when did Goop start? Because I need oh, to God. know if she used Iron Man money for that. Like, she was obviously like, already doing yeah. well. Uh, yeah, she was in Shakespeare in Love. She made so much money on that, I'm sure. Goop started in September 08. So the same year. So she already had money. So she wasn't pro- like at nearly as problematic going into this. Oh, God, that's so annoying. Okay, so it's very annoying to me that she's into Tony at all. Yeah. Um, but this is written by Ben, so of course she is. Yes. It's very annoying to me that Tony knows that she's into him. Yeah. It's very annoying that she's like, this will ruin my career. And he's like, who cares? This is your, like, I'm your career. Like, her career is doing things for Tony. So if it falls apart, sh- who the fuck is going to hire her? Yeah. She has and- a very specific set of skills, and it's managing <laughs> Tony Stark. Well, I wonder also... If, I don't know if it was just objectification or, like, people do acknowledge that she has, like, smarts to her. Like, when she's ha- yeah. hacking into Tony's, like, the Stark mainframe. She's not, though. He gave her a flash she's drive not, to do all of it. He's, yeah, she just put in a flash drive. But Obadiah comes in. He's like, you're really good at your job. But he's also, like, lightly hitting on her. So I don't yeah. know. Like, and he's like, oh, I wish we could have kept her around. And I'm, I assume that's objectification. But I don't know. Like, what are her mm. skills? Like, she's a very good executive assistant. Yeah. Here. Like, I know- obviously. Well, well, I think we learn about degrees and stuff in future movies. I don't know. Okay. But she is incredible at her job. She's super yeah. professional. She willing takes to instructions. Deal things that she shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she... I'm annoyed that she is the one who leans in first for the kiss. Yeah, me too. I noticed that no, too. No, she wouldn't. 
No, no she fucking wouldn't. She was like off put by the whole thing. She's like, why are you dancing with me? You're my boss. And then and I yeah. just kicked your girl or I just kicked out your most recent conquest like yeah. a few hours earlier today. Was that that was like three months prior. There's probably been hoes since. Because like he fucks the journalist and then he goes to Afghanistan. So there, yeah, there probably has been. Yeah. But he but he knows because he's she's done it so many times that she has a routine for kicking these women out. She has yeah. her clothes dry cleaned. And if he's a playboy, he's not having a three month dry spell and then coming back and continuing to that dry no. spell. Um, also, he's like, she's like, I need a drink. And he just leaves to get her one without knowing what she wants, which is annoying. No, because she you know that she knows what he wants. She specifically asked for a dry martini. With she a did eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that was like after he had left. She was like, by the way, this is what I want because you yeah, don't already true. know because you don't pay attention to anyone but yourself. Yeah. I anyway, how sweaty can... do you think he is in that suit? Ugh. The Iron Man suit. Ugh. I it's all metal. I mean, he also is. Yeah, it is all metal, but he is flying through the air and some of that gets cold. It does get literally iced at one point. Yeah. But like, so it's all metal. There's we've already established that thing is skin tight. So it's not like there's room for suit or for fans, but he might have like a water cooling system is all I could think about. Water cooling actually takes up so much space. Oh, fuck. I was thinking I don't just know. like lines. It's 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 not it's not real. It's not actually practical. Like, I wish it was. I think it's cool. Like, I, I was I just wanna... thinking the whole time. I was like, I wore a latex suit to a con once. And the second I took off my glove, I could literally pour sweat out of the suit. Ah, oh, this is a this is an audio recording and you cannot see my face. She's so mad at me. <laughs> but like disgusting. That but in metal and you're doing physical work with like rockets, so you would think yeah. that it's already hot on its own. Everything about it's horrible. Anyway, it, enjoy that visual. Tony Stark <laughs> is uh he's just wearing a soup suit. He's just yeah, and then the one time like it shows him like trying to get it off where Pepper Potts walks in and he's like, you've caught me doing yes! things much worse. That is that is very funny. It's like of all... Did he Louis C.K. her? Uh, is that what he's referring to? I, I just assumed that she walked in and he was like fucking some lady on a couch. Sure, yeah, okay, that's somehow less bad. Somehow. I, I mean, if he, he he is working out of his home. I assume yeah. he jerks off in places that aren't just his bedroom. That's sure, what buying yeah. a house is for. Right. That's what he has all those giant screens for. Oh my god. So that's why he has screens on the inside of the Iron Man. Hey, does the Iron Man suit jack him off? Oh, my God. It must. <laughs> you know it does. Everybody asks this about Master Chief, but is, is, the, is the Iron Man suit jacking him off? It must. And it would make sense. He did say, upload my home preferences. You know what oh that means. God. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Import my Pornhub uh, bookmarks, Jarvis. <laughs> okay. Uh, so... Not only is this company amoral and selling to the quote-unquote bad guys in a war, which is, wow, what a blurred line, uh, kept selling to this this organization of people after they kidnapped and tried to kill their boss. So, like, even yes. if you don't translate the video and find out that Obadiah is behind it, anyone in the company doing books is like, why the fuck do we continue selling to these people who tried to kill the founder's son and current CEO or current board or whatever he is? I mean, I, I assume on like the the shipping manifest, they're not saying like from Stark Industries to Ten Rings organization. Yeah. But it it, it is, there's nobody else in the company that's like working on this and being like, hey, what are you, what is what this? What is this? Right. And then also, so... I have no idea, obviously. I assume the Ten Rings things hap- 
like has to come back later i think so too but i don't know i like i genuinely don't remember i remember nothing like, about these my my knowledge of marvel is when it comes to like super villains there's like there's individuals there's like the silver surfer or whatever for fantastic four i only know that because it was in the title of a movie and those aren't mcu canon anyway uh and then there's like thanos later on don't like He's not, like, an organization guy. He's just some supervillain, which I thought there w- there had to be a supervillain, which I guess Obadiah kind of is, because he's unrealistically evil. But And then my other perception of, like, Marvel villains is, like, the organizations where it's, like, I know Hydra is one, and then I, like, I assume Ten Rings has to be something because there's Shang-Chi Maybe. Ten Rings. But... When Obadiah goes back to Afghanistan and, like, talk about, like, take the Iron Man suit back that Tony built in the cave, mm-hmm. he kills all of them. Yep. So that has to be the end, <laughs> like, because, like, the big scary leader guy. What's I don't weird th- is you had no problem working for these people and selling them before, but now when they're, like, making they're not Iron Man suits. They're not Well, they, they would have bought the Iron Man suit. Like, that's still more money. So if the, I guess so, yeah. If the only motivator is money, why did he kill them? It, he must... Because, like, when he paralyzes Tony in his house later... Again, it's so stupid. It, it's, a, it's dumb. It, it works to advance the plot, and that's why Fine. it's there. But he's, like... He gives, like, a little speech because that's what supervillains do, mm-hmm. where he's like, we're going to put power back in the right hands or, like, something, like, along those lines. I didn't write any of it down. But it's just, like, does he think that he gets to be world leader or does he just want to make a very profitable company? Like, I don't know what his yeah. end goal is. Me either. It's it was vague. very confusing. And we'll never know because it's done. Yeah. And, like, theoretically, yeah, if he were to sell Iron, Iron Man to multiple countries and stuff it's like yeah that puts them at a huge advantage it's ironsman but then he he would have to decide like which countries get that and like if if he's not the one in charge and he's not he doesn't have control over them then like i i have to assume he was going for world domination or something but that just sounds so corny yeah it's unbelievable it's Why a boring villain. Yeah. That's that's so micromanaging. Like uh Tony also did a transatlantic flight in that suit. Yes. <laughs> and I under- what the, the, ar- fuck? the arc reactor's like whole point is that it's just like an endless source of like power is what I'm getting from it. But yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, so it's not gonna run out of power. That's still a long flight. Like and he's keeping he up snacks? with those like Did he pee keep- in the suit? <laughs> He just like opens up a flap and pisses out of the side. I don't know. It's like the what was the and then the piss crystallizes because it's so cold. It was like the Dave Matthews band that like yes dumped shit on a boat in Chicago. All of their like shit tank from their RV over a bridge and it landed on a boat of people. Yeah, that's that's what I imagine. Tony Stark is the Dave Matthews. Yeah, Chicago. Because like when when there there's military planes flying side by side, like he's keeping up, so he he's probably going the speed of a plane. Yeah. But even so, going from I think he California to Afghanistan, that's a lot of yeah. time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And he's awake for all of that. I guess. Maybe I don't autopilot. know. He's running. On, he's running on cocaine. He's that would make the most sense to be honest. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Pepper stealing the drive stuff. Um, it literally just automatically pops up and says, ghost drive found. <laughs> I have no notes about this. It was just very funny. She also just typed in the word translate, and it was live yes. translating audio. Yes. 
to I, different audio. And I was like, interesting. I love when movies, I love going back and watching movies that take place in like their present day and they have technology that have we still don't have. Yeah, yeah I, I do love it. I think it's funny. And in order to like, in order to have this movie, you have to have stuff like that. It just yeah. feels so silly to watch. And I love every time people have to hack in movies. Yes. Just... Because he, I think he literally says, like, Pepper, you have to go hack into the mainframe. And she doesn't. And, and she also, doesn't. The USB there's no mainframe does. there. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> she just good. turns on the screensaver, and she's just like, I'm not doing anything, Jeff Bridges. And then, yeah, I don't know. That was all weird. Um, also, all the, I, all the cups in his office already had ice in them. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's very good. It's really convenient. Um, yeah. I'm sure that's also just a technology thing to keep the ice from melting. Yeah. But he... <laughs> She leaves and he like re- he on the computer is like copying done yeah so he's like oh I'm gonna go get her and she's just like tap tap tapping on her heels out of the room and I she runs run, into <laughs> I would have run but she's still trying to maintain some professional composure and then Agent Coulson is just like conveniently there and he's like I'm, hey this, this is, is where the movie gets good for me this is the third time that I've had to talk to you about this we need to debrief you on things that I have to assume it was weeks ago at this point yes because he had all this time to build the Iron Man and Agent Coulson isn't like knocking at his door like hey we need to debrief you yeah he's just like she's like now we'll have the meeting right now follow me as fast as you can let's go now you are useful for the plot let's go their entire interaction for the rest of the movie is so good i yeah that's my favorite they have more chemistry than she has i I find agent colson to be an interesting character because he's just like he's cold and he's soy faced and he's He's just like to the point he's so business he's really good Um, i he's he's really sweet he has like personality he's He's a great character. I remember him from movies and more than I remember others. Okay. He doesn't um, get recast, right? Because I do like him. No, no, no. He's forever. Because he's uh, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's the Kevin. Yeah, he's Kevin. He's he's really good in The Good Place, too, as the judge. Oh, yeah. I need. I only watched like the first season of that and I don't remember it. But it's really yeah, good. It's his so, actor is very good at playing like cold people yeah still have some heart comedically brilliant and they always Mm -hmm. put him in these very serious roles and then occasionally the very serious role has a comedy bit and you're like nailed it love you keep it up bud he's my favorite okay so the magnet keeps the metal from entering his heart but it's not actually his heart so how come when it gets removed he has cardiac arrest i don't know that jensen explained it very well because like when they're in the cave that that was the premise of why he put that in his chest. Yeah. And it's hooked up to a car battery to keep it powered because strong electromagnets need a power source, and that's what the arc reactor does. Also, wouldn't a magnet pull metal towards it? That's a good point. He doesn't end up, like, sticking to anything, huh? Yeah, but, like, wouldn't the metal in his body also be pulled towards it, and then it's on top of his heart, and it would kill him? Well, I think it's keeping it away from his heart. How? I don't... Because there's so many... Listen... Okay. I'm not a doctor. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a doctor, but he also said that like... You're the science gay of us. I, that's not a compliment <laughs> and that's not... What? <laughs> yes, it is. Fine. I, I'm, I am the science gay. I do know that there's like a bunch of tubes where the blood goes and not all of them are very close to the heart. <laughs> so like, I'm assuming if they're kept Thanks. far away, but he also in the cave was like, it, it within like about a week, people who 
are attacked right. by these missiles that have shrapnel, by the end of a the week, they have it goes into their heart. So I'm like, I'm not sure if this thing is a permanent solution or if like you eventually have to search and remove to those be. metals anyway. I don't know. I don't know because well, shrapnel is like a like for a lot of people in the military, they just have that in their body for the rest of their lives. Okay. So like a lot but of people Tony's that you talk too close to his heart. But Tony's, I guess they're small enough to be like in his bloodstream or something. Because he also, in the cave, like, uh, Yinsen, like, shakes a little container of, the, like, the shrapnel that he did remove. And then when he makes his little arc reactor in the cave, Yinsen's like, that's enough to power your heart for, like, however many lifetimes. And then Tony's like, or something or really big, big for 15 minutes. Yeah. So it's powering his heart? I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot of questions. I don't really need answers to them. I'm not intentionally nitpicking. I just like don't understand. I know. There's so many things where it's like, I, they're not like a criticism of the movie themselves. Like when I'm if nitpicking the these stuff. If just magic, then someone yeah, just tell me it's magic. That's and I'll fine. Be like, fine. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, when you put these mechanics into a universe, I have questions about them. It's not yeah. necessarily a critique of the movie. It's just like, how would that work if that yeah. was real? I think I think I think we all have fun here. Yeah. <laughs> like I I don't have that's not my criticism of the movie like truly. No. I just if there's an answer and like sometimes I never I just never know how much detail a comic gives because yeah. Iron Man's been around twice as long as me. So maybe it's been explained somewhere and I don't know it. And maybe and I, it's a wink, I have wink, to imagine with the fans, but I don't know it. I have it's to just imagine weird. that like as it changes hands too because like oh, they right. have reinvented a few times iron man has been around since like the 50s or 60s as far as i know yeah look it up it doesn't really matter but it's been around for so long that obviously like it has to change hands Mm -hmm. and different people are going to have different ideas about how it works Mm -hmm. and i understand that and like when you're making a movie about it like 50 years later you have to make a decision about like which mechanics you want to keep and which you don't Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I just have fun thinking about it. Me, yeah, me too. Yeah. Also, sometimes I can figure it out, and that's nice. Sometimes often, it's but sometimes. sometimes it's plausible, and I yeah. think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Rhodes shows up at his house just to tell him that Pepper is okay, mm-hmm. and then leave. Like he didn't even need Rhodes to do anything. He'd installed his own heart. Did I look away? He. Yeah. He, he installed his own heart. Uh. And then Rhodes is just like, okay, good luck. And then there's and he a just like lots of leave. and Rose is like, nah, I'm good. Rose is like, next time. And I was like, that's well, this time he doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't have an arc reactor. Oh, and that's what okay. powers the suit. And he doesn't know how to get gotcha. into that thing either. He just sees it. Fine, but I'm so bummed about it. I, it I did sick. like that bit. I was yeah. like, yeah, we're gonna see Colson in a suit. Ooh. That's not Or Coulson. not Colson. We're gonna see that guy in a suit. Rhodes. <laughs> Rhodes. Whatever. Uh, Lucius but, Fox. Lucius Fox. And then later Don Cheadle. And then later Don Cheadle. But I, I did like that bit. I, I like when some of the corny stuff I do like. I, I liked a lot of the corny stuff. I liked, like you said, the music was corny, but it like fit. Yeah. And it did just make me feel like I was watching a bullshit 90s action movie. And I like bullshit 90s movies. <laughs> When when you have the same musical beats that repeat like when the big action is happening and yeah. when he's doing cool stuff, it's like that hits you. That hits yeah. you in a certain way. It's very fun. Like I they will did admit a good that. job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pepper Potts running across a graded floor in stilettos. Girl. It's dangerous. And okay. Powerful. So Agent Coulson like breaks into Sector 16, which is like this weird, creepy, scary name for like where all of this work is happening. Okay. And yeah, she's walking across the grates and they're trying to find Obi. And this is a very big building. Yeah. And Pepper comes across this area that's just got chains, chains. from the ceiling. 
What's the and purpose of those chains? I don't know. I don't feel like there could be a purpose. <laughs> it was like, is this a meat locker? I was like, this is like weird horror movie set shit. Like, why are there just hanging chains? But it was no, a great shot when his it, eyes. Came it was alive. a good. It it is a good shot. But it was very like, what? Are, where are we? What are we doing here? And then it's it's also in, so. Obi sees her. There's agent. There's shield agents like all over the place, like looking for him. Also, and wait, hold on. So Rhodes says she, Pepper is fine. She's with her, like five agents. Yeah. So Rhodes knows what shield is. I don't know because it. Okay. Because I didn't think about it at the time because I was like, oh, military agents. Which weird kind military of, thing though. The agencies don't talk to each other very much, it seems like, because right. when when Tony's flying secret. around, they're like, they're calling each other. They're like, Army not says military, it's not, not them. Navy. Yeah, Army, like, Marine, it's not Marines, it's not Navy, but they have to call each other. So, yeah. of course it's not Navy, it's a desert, there's no boats. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The the three-letter organizations don't talk to each other either right. in IRL. So I have but to assume that, But they know who yeah. they are. Yes. CIA knows who FBI is. I don't think any of them know who S.H.I.E.L.D. is. I bet that'll get explained and, like, explored okay. more later. Or maybe Rose was just told, these are military agents. And these he are just, like, and he's super secret, like, SEAL Team sick. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's what, the, that's how, what makes a good military agent yes, if you Daddy don't government, ask Whatever you say. Uh, yeah. So, like, okay. So she's... She's in the like warehouse engineering space, and there's yeah, yeah, five the other. There's five agents. When Obi sees her, he's just going after her. Yeah, well, he, he just he made wanted- a point to tell Tony that he was going to kill Pepper. He like said something like, "It's a shame that Pepper got involved. She could have lived." He thought he killed Tony, so he's not just killing Pepper to hurt Tony. I guess well, she knows she's, stuff is the issue. She's, she knows stuff, but yeah. like, so do the other guys. Like, she's yeah. had all of this time in between, like, when they leave the office, he goes to see Tony. She goes off yeah. with Agent Coulson. He sees her walk out with Agent Coulson. He also sees, like, the five agents in the yeah. building and completely ignores them for her. So yes. he is just a bad man. And those agents just kind of disappear after that point. Because, like, there's, like, explosions behind him and, and whatever as he's coming out. But Agent Coulson is fine later. And, like, yeah. they... They blow up the whole building. No, they just had like a quick meeting to take in the other room. So I guess they don't help out at all. No, they were useless. <laughs> <laughs> they got oh, her okay. in and then she was bait so that he had to leave the building and then Tony comes in and is smaller. Tony calls and is like on the phone with Pepper at the very beginning. Yes. And then a lot of time and drama happens. And then he goes, Potts, you still there? Was he on the phone that whole time? I don't know, because they're also, every time that they show a cell phone in this movie, I love it because they're 2008 phones. And like his landline has a little picture of Pepper to show like yes. Pepper's calling. Yes. And um, so, so I do cute. She has like a Bluetooth or something in her ear. Yes. Speaking of 2000s. Because so she keeps pointing to her ear whenever the sound comes through. Which is great. Who doesn't do that? And so mm-hmm. like, she's just like holding her phone off to the side, her little Blackberry or whatever. Yeah. But like... He's like, Pepper, are you still there? Here's what I need you to do. And I'm like, this whole time you've been communicating the sounds of you dying to this woman. Uh, cool. Yeah. Neat. I, Terrifying. Yeah. And when he's like fighting Obi, like Obi's saying shit and he's saying shit. And there's a very funny like family in a car that are like driving yes. that Obi just like picks up and throws at him. And he like catches it and the woman who's driving her response is to floor it is to floor it she wants her family away from that and frankly i get it okay hold on hold on concerned yeah so that happens after they shoot up into the sky no 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 because like they leave the building and like 
Obi and Tony are just like fighting on a freeway. And then they return to the building for some reason. They shoot up into the sky at some point and he gets Tony lures him back and then they get up on the roof of the building and he sets off a bunch of flares so that he's hidden. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, Pepper, set off the thing and it shoots out of the roof. No, no. Before this, when they yeah. shoot themselves into the sky and he tries to trap him with the ice. Oh. So yeah, that why? happens that happens way before they get to the building, I think. Yes. I don't remember. But it happens really early in the fight sequence. They shoot into the sky. Tony gets down to 2% power and then yeah. is on emergency battery reserves. And then the fight continues for like 10 minutes. Yeah. I super thought that the ice was going to be like the, the end of it. That would have been cool. I was like, that's a really lame way to f- end this fight sequence, which would have been. But I just don't understand understand how his suit keeps going and how he doesn't have his heart explode and die i assume that the reactor is just a continuous like run of energy but then yet like you could overload it and you can use too much but then like once you stop using power yeah they said 15 minutes for something big on that exact reactor he's using so he does something big for 15 minutes and then he's on emergency reserves and can just keep going it was very weird it was like a fake don't don't set up stakes and then take the stakes away. And he has, has he had them. emergency power reserves this entire time. I don't know. I don't know. He he better have so many fucking backup batteries next movie. Uh, if this happens again, <laughs> I'm going to be so annoyed. That's he lazy. just has like a bunch of those like onker like rechargeable yes, exactly. batteries just like strapped to him. And then so they they shoot. Jeff shoots Tony through a semi truck, and I would like yes. to know why semi trucks in movies are always empty. Yeah, he just like goes through it, and there's no. There's no commodities spilled. Like, there's no damage done. It would have been really I mean, funny like if it was just trailer. like if it was just like a truck full of like mashed potatoes. Yeah, cabbages, something. <laughs> cabbages, office paper, and then a bunch of paper flies out with him. That would be a very That'd cool action movie thing. Yeah, yeah it's, they're always empty. It's very weird to me. And like, yeah. you do have to relocate empty trailers, but like every time it's empty, make it more exciting for me. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, also, I, I appreciated. Um, it's just so important for the protagonist and villain to unmask for the final battle. And I was wondering how that was going to happen. And then it did. And I was like, I knew yeah. it. I knew this was coming. I'm excited. You've nailed it. It's so important for us to see their faces during this. Yes. They're so angry. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, the last part was a little bit, it felt a little silly because he's just like, my aiming things shut off. So he's just like so firing st- like missiles like super so far wide. away from Tony. And then he's like, Tony, stay still. And he's like, he has been still. Yeah, he, he's not moving. You're missing wildly. In Obadiah's defense, Tony got to practice putting on the suit and we don't see Obadiah do that. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, shout out um, to John Favreau for directing this. I think it's really cool that the Pod Save America guys got a movie. <laughs> <Is he? laughs> I didn't realize he was in any way associated with that. That's funny. It, no, it's a different John Favreau. There's just two guys named John Favreau. I didn't know that. Yeah. I you do love so- John Favreau. Yeah. Which one? Uh, the movie guy. Yeah, I don't me like, too. He's I don't in this care movie. for Pod Save America. He's one, he's one of Tony Stark's bodyguards. Oh, I didn't see that. That's cool. Yeah, because I'm like looking at, or maybe he's one of the agents. It's hard to tell. But I'm like looking at, I'm like, that's John Favreau. And then I Googled, why is John Favreau in this fucking movie without ever talking? Not you, Google. And then I'm I was like, oh, because he like... directed it. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to think of like what movies I've seen John Favreau in. But he, I'm, I'm reading his Wikipedia now, and he also directed Elf. Okay. Like the Will Ferrell movie. Unexpected. I love that for him, like truly. I don't know. He seems like a really cool dude, and now he does Star Wars. He's Yeah, he's like a funny, nerdy dude who's in some other things, and I don't know. I've appreciated him and everything he's been in. 
Yeah, I think he does. I'm sure I mix him up with someone else too, though. So who knows? Uh, Oh, who's the guy from Liar Liar? I know I mix him up with that guy a lot. Um, yeah. So overall, I like the movie. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, my my main criticisms would be that yeah, it's too fucking long, and that's going to be an ongoing problem. I am aware. Are they all this long? I know, I know a lot of them are. I know it in my heart. I know that like some of the Avengers get pretty fucking long. Um, Yeah. So like looking at like the Rotten Tomato scores, reviewers gave it a ninety four, audience gave it a ninety one. Wow, that feels too high. That's way too high. Yeah, I think it's a good movie. I don't like ninety four percent to me is like there aren't many like many better movies, and that's not true. We're also a little biased because at the time it wasn't as cliche and oversaturated. Yeah. That's fair. We weren't we weren't burnt out on Marvel and superheroes. Yeah, I'm not heroes drowning in, in Marvel. Because like, like what other what other like like really popular superhero movies were there before that? Like basically the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Oh yeah, I, those are the only Spider Man movies I've seen. And I don't know. I know there were like some Fantastic Fours and stuff like that. Oh, I don't yeah. know when those with came Chris out. With Chris Evans. Yeah, with Chris Evans. I don't know, but. We weren't, there wasn't as much superhero media. Like, it was still pretty confined to, like, comics. So, I guess I can see, like, at the time, because of the novelty of it being really excited, but 94 feels too high. And then literally, yeah, like, a month later, because this was released in May 2008, in June 2008, you get The Incredible Hulk, which is rated way lower. (sighs) Okay. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen any of the Hulk movies. I think this is the only one. Hulk only got one movie? This is the only one in the MCU so far. I think he might be getting one later, but he, the Hulk mainly, like, once, I, obviously I'm not, I'm not an expert from my understanding, like, once Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk, he basically just does cameos. Good for him. He's he's getting a lot of money, yeah, but he does, he hasn't had to star in his own movie about it so far. That's, I can't believe that. Um, I'm circling back, and this can be completely left off. I just want to complain about it. Um, Mm -hmm. The other quote I wrote, which was the one that made me start writing quotes because I was so fucking annoyed. It's an imperfect world, but it's the only one we got. I guarantee the day weapons are no longer needed to keep the peace. I'll start making bricks and beams for baby hospitals. One, who talks talks like that? Uh, This is a recurring thing because, like... Once he comes back and he's had his change of heart, Obadiah is like, what, are we going to start making baby bottles? There's no in between. You can't think of anything to manufacture other than on one end, weapons on the other end, baby stuff. Hey, side note, multitask. The fuck is stopping you from doing both? Well, and Stark Industries does the size of your house, Tony. You can afford it. And Stark Industries does the thing where, like, when the when the journalist is like, "Why are you're doing all this terrible shit?" and he's like, "Well, I also have all of these benefits, and we do all of this charity work." And it's like, okay, like all of you're still a war criminal. Yeah, and all of the like real life like war contractors. Yeah, they do side stuff and I think Northrop Grumman or something like that was ranked one of the most progressive workplaces or some shit Fuck like that. Off. And it's like, okay, but at the end of the day, you're killing people. Yeah. Dumb. I don't know. I think it's really silly. Yeah, that that's one of my other criticisms of the movie is like it does have to do the little dance of like we're criticizing but we're also in favor of. But we're Batman. the we're the good weapons contractors. Yeah, he's just Batman without depression. Yeah. His parents are dead. Yeah, I know. Like literally everything else works. He's just Batman without depression. That's that's my knowledge of Batman. Dead parents and cool little toys. Yeah. Actually, he might he might also have ADHD 
Batman doesn't. So Batman has depression. Iron Man has ADHD. Interesting. Okay. That's all I got. Do you have any 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 other main points you want to talk about? The Iron Man? No, but I think we should ask Aaron, what did you think of this one? Iron Man. Do we even really know if this guy is made of iron? I mean, I they say that, right? But I feel like it's a lot of alloys, a lot of steel, a lot of aluminum, shit like that. This guy's made of full iron? I want to see this periodic table. Okay, show me the periodic table of Iron Man. That's all I want. I just want to know I just want to know if we're being lied to or not. All right? That's all I give a shit about. I think that's a great point, Aaron. All right, so let's get on to our sexual tension nominees. Audrey, do you have any to contribute? My one contender would be the sexual tension between <laughs> Pepper Potts's wrist and Tony Stark's chest cavity. Good. Wow, that's a really good one. That's a strong contender. Um, I have one Pepper Potts one, and it's Pepper Potts's dress and me. Yeah. I've got Jeff Bridges in War Crimes. <laughs> Immediately followed up by Jeff Bridges and Capitalism. Yeah. Which one I do think- you think he, he's more horny about? Oh, Capitalism for sure. Yeah, the War Crimes are driven by Capitalism. Art imitates life. I think the dude in Capitalism is my top pick for sexual tension. He was just so horny for Capitalism. It was, like, unreasonably horny. Yeah, Yeah. it it was the thing of, like, he's somehow very, very evil. Yeah, like, willing to kill someone that you looked at as a a family, as a child of yours, killing them for capitalism. Yeah, unparalleled. Unparalleled sexual energy. Okay, well, I think that's that's it for today. Thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, Next week, we're going to be going over The Incredible Hulk, so if you want to watch along with us. Uh, it's just The Incredible Hulk, the one came out in June 2008. I've been watching stuff on Disney+. Plus. Yep, I same. assume it's also easily accessible on other platforms. But yeah, until next time. 